Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. This is episode 139, brought to you by the kindest and most gentle podcast, horror podcast in America. We are going to be talking about <laughs> the worst films. <laughs> We're going to be absolutely laying, just bringing abs- the wood. We're going to bring the wood. Exactly. We're going to bring the wood to the worst films of the year. This is Mike Campbell. And of course, I'm always joined by Eric Lee and Liz Williams. All right. Yeah. All right. You're either should... bringing the wood or taking them to the woodshed or some kind of wood yes. analogy. There's going to be wood. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of yeah. wood. There's going to be wood. There's going to be wood. <laughs> Cabin tonight. in the woods. It's, it's everywhere. Wood, wood chips everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Put them in the chipper. <laughs> it's going to be nothing but shame and humiliation and just. You name it. You but know, in the nicest way possible. It, but in the nicest way possible, yes. Because generally speaking, we don't like to bag too much on directors, yeah. actors, uh We get or, accused or of being, being a little bit of Pollyanna-ish. Yeah. Yes, uh, we, can, we can be a little bit Pollyanna-ish. But uh, at the end of the day, there are some real today. stinkers out there. And there were some really crappy films in 2022. Uh, not only remakes... But new films, reimagined films, and everything else in between, and it was yeah. it was incredible. There was some there was some films that should have been absolutely great, but were absolutely terrible. Yeah, and I was shocked. I was Agreed. actually shocked by them. Well, and 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 here's the thing, you know, we we talked about this before we got on the podcast. Right. We, we're not we're not paid to do this so no. so we tend not to go out and look for we don't review all movies because we're obligated to what's, we, we tend, what's liz's golden rule turn it off <laughs> if it sucks stop it um and and in, an, in a pandemic age when you're not when you haven't spent 14 dollars to sit in the imax theater uh you kind of it's like yeah it's just yeah. forget this we're, we're not we'll go to something different right um but and, if I'm paying for fourteen dollars, I'm sti- I'm sticking it out. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> at least I mean, it's a good thing we stuck with Malignant because, you know, for, uh, the my, first half the first appear. half of Malignant was a was a, a hot mess, and yep. until until we got the 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 key turning point where it made it worth the money. Right. Um, eh. I mean, it, <laughs> we'll <see. laughs> I, I, I'm suspecting him something might be on Liz's list. Um, we'll see. 3.99 is my threshold. If it's uh, That's if, about if, it. I've done yeah. like 5.99 for something new. 3.99 I'll turn off. 5.99 mm-hmm. uh, I might not turn off. Yeah, it, I, I do have a financial threshold. Yeah, once Even I pay, I'm not paid it's to harder to turn off. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's another thing. I think um, in some ways and and, I, and I've heard this and, and from a number of other podcasters and bloggers is in that when when we're doing our worst of the year in review in in many cases it's most disappointing film yeah um, we don't hate with, you we're just very yeah, disappointed because in the, you. there are some things right. where you can't you can't fault either the acting or the technical aspects of it or uh, for sometimes even the plot's pretty decent but there's something else that's just boy what this could have and should have been really right fell short of what my expectation levels were. And so that that, and, that yeah, and these, you know, all these all these films, all these all these actors, all these directors, all these, you know, sound people, uh photographer, you know, uh cinematographers, etc. I mean, you know, no knock on them. I mean, they're they're putting in the work, they're doing the work. They're doing something that I have no idea how to do. Right. Uh it's just right. yeah, to, to your point, it's it's just fallen short. Yeah. And you know, I Unfortunately, you know, I'm going to have to bring up some of our favorite people who we work with, uh, namely some of our festival uh, friends. Uh-oh. Be- on, on, you know, it's like, you, you know, sometimes we, I, you get the temptation. It's like you, you get these screeners or you get the, fil- the festival passes and you, and you get to know and appreciate the, mm-hmm. the people who share this stuff with you. Right. And then you go and it's like, that movie sucked. <laughs> right. And then, you, right. And, yeah. and, and then, you know, because sometimes, you know, I, th- I think... You know, we we had this year. I think with popcorn frights, we we had so many films. Oof. Fortunately, there were a lot of films that we could pick through, it but there were a bunch of them that just kind of felt they kind of fell on their faces. And you, but you don't want to start after you you've been given like uh, a a free pass to the to the uh, the secret secret codes in the locker, right? <laughs> then all of a sudden, then you come back and you go. Your whole festival shit. Right? And it's like, no, it's not the case. And but I, you, and you I don't, you don't want to lead off all with all over your locker. Yeah, <laughs> you just, yeah. and you don't want to end up having like a whole bunch of one star and two star reviews coming out of the gate. Right. And 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 oftentimes we'll just 
Sometimes it's like we're just not going to put that movie up. Right. You know, it's like right. that's. Right. Um, oh, I did. Yes, you did. Uh, a couple uh, of them. None and of mine some are independent deserving. films, so. Yeah, and, and I don't feel bad. Mine are all big budgets. Yeah, or you know, and have the big, budgets, not small. Right. No, and, oh, and you okay. feel a whole lot easier about picking on a studio film yeah. than you do yeah. about this is my first film. Un- I, I have right. to pick on a couple of indies this year, but I've got some big boys who are going to have to get some shaming. So, anyways, Uh-oh. yeah. So, th- so we're going to try and we're going to do our top fives. We're going to move top to fives, yes, or fifth, bottom fives. The fifteen worst fifteen five. worst films yeah. of twenty twenty two. So, yeah, and, <laughs> maybe we'll see and try and we'll try see. and move through this relatively quickly here for you, so then we don't belate. We'll get the get the name out there. We'll give you a little bit of a why, but we're not going to have to do the the full-on recap for you. If you're really no. interested in watching a bad movie, you can go ahead and watch it for yourself. Are we going uh, Are we going to go uh, from the least worst to worst worst? Or, um, or yeah. just, just the worst? That's what I'm going to do. Okay, you're going from least worst to worst worst. Least worst to worst worst. Okay. okay. All right, Eric, get to, get to organizing. Liz is going to go first. I can see Okay. It. Yeah. Eric has a look uh, in his eye like, like wait, wait a second, wait, what, I'm not this? prepared for that. No, I, I, just, I, I have, I have mine. typed up notes. Oh, I my God. Okay. Uh-huh. I always have I typed, typed up notes, but I don't have them in order. All right, all right. I have mine in order. All right, least, all right. Then I'll kick it off. Yes, least worst to worst worst. With Number the one five. that I'm in, so mine's malignant. Uh, number five uh, <laughs> from Swan. And uh, I was excited because I like to always have like a birthday movie, like what's coming out on the weekend of my birthday. It was malignant. It was on HBO Max. It was like James Wan. Yes, this is going to be great. Who? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the ending or like the twist made up for how when I turned it on, I was like, is this for real? Like it looked like a soap (laughs) opera. I mean, it looked so bad. That's exactly what I said to Eric when we were in the theaters. I was like, I I don't think like, yeah, it did not feel real. This movie, it was so weird. Yeah. No, it didn't feel real at all. And then once it came with the twist, which I won't spoil, but Cause I think it's a fun movie that I think people should watch, even though I didn't love it. Cause it's worth seeing just to be in on the conversation. But then I couldn't even suspend my disbelief. I was like, well, how does he have all these coats? When did he learn karate? <laughs> yeah, like all it, this it stuff. Is, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it really was bizarro. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Although it was so bizarre. I, I think, but the twist, it's one of the, it is one of the great, it's a great twist. twist. And, and to yeah. the point where Mike and I went, looked at each other and went, Wow, what just yeah. happened? Yeah. And then the movie yeah. changed, and then we were kind of excited for about 15 minutes, and then it kind of reverted right. back to now it's like, well, you didn't really think this thing exactly. through, did you? Yeah, it was exactly. just like, the, yeah, the last 15 minutes were like a Marvel action superhero yeah. movie. It's like, and how the like, hell is yeah. something like yeah. that moving that quickly? I don't I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was, it, was, it was disturbing and very, very clever. Oh, yeah. It, it, and great body horror. It just yeah. wasn't executed right, I guess. I don't know. It, yes. it would turn from like a bad movie, a good horror twist into an action film. Yeah. And like like a superhero action film and not one that I wanted to see. Like like mm-hmm. the fourth blade or something. Not <laughs> 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 yeah, and, you know, and, and it's and it's kind of tough because you want to see someone like James Wan coming out with new original material. Always. And I want right. to like it because I like most of his stuff. Yeah. But this one just I didn't hate it. I'm just very disappointed. I think it, I, I, is... I, on my posted review, I think I gave it two and a half. I and give I think, it and I, two. And I think, I think Mike had I said that was... it was like for two thirds of the movie, it was an F. And yeah. then for one brief, brief shining moment, it was an A. Yeah. And then yeah. it came crashing back down again. And so it's like, it's got a, it's got a strange bell curve kind like of feel to it. C minus or a D. I was going to go D minus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I thought, one I thought one for and the half, two stars. Yeah, I, I had it a little bit higher, but because I love the twist. Yeah, this um, is good. Yeah. So, but uh, but the rest of it was like, uh, yeah, just just weird movie. Um, so yep. yeah, all right, all right. That was my number five. Eric, what's the what's the least worst film of 2022? <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to pick on someone who probably doesn't deserve to pick on. Um, this is a director named Rayleigh von Leong, uh-huh. who did something called Zombie Infection Bellabon Hit Up. It's a Malaysian movie. You people will probably never have to see this movie because I don't know if it's good enough to get out into main circulation. And to be fair, it's remarkable that this Malaysian movie was ever made. It was filmed in Borneo with the help of the indigenous Iban people of Borneo uh, in the rainforest, which was cool. 
right? And that was, and actually, uh, uh, when the segments were focusing on those folks, it was interesting. Yeah, and no, so it was like not a single actor in the film was an, actually an actor. No, and it, okay. and, it, and you can tell even I mean, the actors like, weren't actors. Yeah, I mean, this was like community theater at best, right? right? Uh, so, and and the other thing is that the government of Malaysia is much stricter on the amount of gore and violence than its neighboring country, Indonesia. Or Thailand, right? And those countries, they know they're, they, with their martial arts and horror backgrounds, they can do some mm-hmm. pretty gru- gruesome stuff. Uh, Malaysia, not so much, much more conservative. Um, but the uh, the filmmakers, filmmakers were also obligated by their financing backers to have a more conventional zombie story. And by conventional, I mean generic. It was, mm. it looked like. You know, people going around like if was, if you were doing the Pittsburgh uh, zombie crawl, right? Everybody right. go stick your arms out and moan, right? That right. was pretty much it. <laughs> it was it 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 was pretty stupid, uh, and well, and the, it's, in fairness though, it was probably a bunch of people that have never seen a zombie film. No, they, they were learning right? about zombie. <laughs> this was really as if in a world where, you know, if you ha- if you didn't know about Night of the Living Dead or mm-hmm. anything that followed after it, sure, it might be interesting. Yeah. But it was, you know, there was like a cackling Bond villain, and uh, and it just there's a lot of this stuff just didn't make any sense. There was like uh, the entire cast pretty much got wiped out, uh, but it wasn't fun, and it wasn't like there was there was no gore. They just kind of get grabbed, and then it's like, oh no, they're gone. And it's like, mm, you know, kind of boring. So, yeah. mm. anyways, I you know I gave it two and a half stars, and mostly that because was kind of I was kind, That's nice, yeah, because I I think that the 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 segments that involved the tribes people were were kind of fun, yeah. I, I think, yeah. and and when it when they were actually filming in the jungle, it looked it showed off the jungle really well. And when's the next time you're going to see a Malaysian horror film? I don't know. I you <laughs> know there was another one that there was another one uh, that that I reviewed. There was a it was a double feature Malaysian horror. The other right. one was better. It was more right. conventional. Um, one it was the about an amusement park right. that that got shut down. But anyways, yeah, this was my number. This is my least worst film. I, <laughs> I I think it was. I feel bad because it's like I wanted it to be good, but mm. honestly, if I if I was watching this, if I if I wasn't sitting in a film festival watching it, I probably would have bailed out on it after about half an hour because it was just like this is shoddy. Right. So yeah, that's my number my number five. My worst best movie of the year is Army of the Dead, directed by Zack Snyder. I was disappointed in this because, as Eric already pointed out to me, because Zack Snyder did Dawn of the Dead, which I think is really one of the great... Well, we, we've already talked about this in the context of horror remakes. This is one of the best horror remakes of all time. And for him to come in and roll out this uh, video game CGI garbage was you know truly it was it was really uninspired and he's a zombie guy he's I mean, a zombie the, guy yeah it's like or he should be there was no there was no fun with the zombies it was like the zombie nurse is gone the fat guy zombie is gone the harry krishna zombie is gone the half dog zombies are yeah. gone bub is gone it's just there was no <laughs> there was no fun it was just it was just this hyper machismo american exceptionalism set to cgi and video games with these ghastly superhero zombies that didn't make any sense and they, they were smart zombies weren't they they, they were smart like... they all shriek like space aliens um I, I said, uh, one might even say that the zombie genre has jumped the shark, or in this case, the albino zombie tiger. And yes, there was an albino uh, yep. zombie tiger because, of course, it was all set in Las Vegas. The whole thing was ridiculous. I do know, I did watch, believe it or not, even after having watched the film, I watched a um, short documentary about the making of the film. And it was really interesting because they did use some new and very, very innovative um, techniques, and it looked great it's on it's you know it's streaming on netflix so it's in 4k and so you know the the colors are brilliant the a lot of the you know a lot of the uh the the set design is is really interesting but it is an incredibly uninspired film the sad the sad thing is even though uh there's very little subtlety to the film and you're beat over the head time and time again with clip after clip after clip of automatic weapons being spilled out under the strip Mm-hmm. Um, the sad, the really, really sad thing is that they left it open with the possibility for a Army of the Dead two and an Army of the Did, Dead three. So, so I, I didn't they we'll make be, something else though? Not, not yet. No, I have. Oh, I thought they. Okay. Well, one of the questions that I have for you. Yes. I mean, 
what it what it seemed to me like this was going to be like a Resident Evil kind of a movie. Yeah. It and, is, and and I was like, this doesn't interest me that much. You know, initially I thought. I thought, well, it could be could be pretty good. And then I saw the trailers and I was like, nah, this looks like Resident Evil. Yeah. I said, I, in my review, I said, from an experiential standpoint, this is the rough equivalent to parking yourself on the couch and watching your, watching your nephew play Dead Rising and Resident Evil 3 for two hours and 28, <laughs> yeah, that's about 28 right. minutes. I said, if that's your thing, by all means, get after it. And there are people out there who like that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's like, eh, But otherwise, no not good. For these, not for these reviewers. No. All right, Liz, what is next on your list? Okay, next on my list uh, is Julia DeCorno's Titan, Titan. Yeah. Uh, the Can Palm Door winner. Um, <laughs> eh, I just didn't like this film. I was yeah. disappointed. I thought it was going to be, I don't know, they were talking about like, you know, she's having sex with cars, she's doing all this. It turns she does. into, <laughs> she does. But, and then like she's a serial killer yeah. also. And then she's trying to hide by being a boy who, you know, lives with this who French looks, fireman who, who looks, looks nothing like, like Stabler. The, the, it's like how do, how he could mistake oh, her not for at his all. boy. It's like I don't. I mean, I guess seven years had gone by, but I don't oh. think your kid would look that different. <laughs> um, and he was like a legit steroid raging weird guy. And then there, it just made literally no sense to me. I thought it was so. I don't know. I didn't get it. This was not for me. Raw yeah. was so much better. Yep. Um, and I feel like it was almost like a joke by Spike Lee to be like, this is the winner. I, I couldn't understand <laughs> how this yeah. won. Um, but to me, you a know, lot of people really like this. I was just like, this is not good. Not I, for me. I watched, I watched this in preparation, knowing that you were going to have this on your worst list. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I gotta, I gotta watch Titan and it's weird. It's really yeah, weird. It's, it's too it's, weird. It's, it's weird it's, for the sake of being weird. I feel that's like. exactly I what I was know. thinking. I felt like it was yeah. It was like it was like weird for the sake of being weird. Whereas a film like you know like Rubber, which is is weird, right. it's, but it's not surreal. weird for the sake of being weird. It's right. weird with a point, and yeah. it's weird with an yeah. actual sort of interesting a- angle. Yeah, this this, yeah. this didn't that, have any of that. Well, uh, I think I I mentioned this to Liz earlier. Um, I've never liked Clockwork Orange. I could see that, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. And it's like, and I and I look at this. It's like this is like Clockwork Orange, right? It is. It, it's absurdist, extreme. Yeah, you know, pushing know. Pu- pu- pushing some boundaries on weird stuff, and you know, and there and there are a lot of cringy moments, you know, where the, her behavior is just so so odd. That just just you know, and it's like okay, she's had like from the get go massive head trauma. Right. And yeah. it's like, okay. So it's kind of justified and it's like she's kind of messed up. Um, but, you know, I but know. I love, I love, love, love Raw. Yeah. I did not love this. Yeah. Movie. I mean, I, I, think- I thought Raw was really good. This just wasn't for me. Also, like when people were talking about it, this was another one of like, right. people left the theater. Why? It wasn't that extreme. I mean, we've seen <laughs> way more extreme stuff. Well, so, I think- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, for it, sure. Not for the can audience. No, no, the, the I guess can they audience, haven't. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're if not- Lars von Trier hasn't done anything in a couple. <laughs> I haven't seen anything. Right, right. Or, and, or we so have Ale- uh, you know, Alex Aja or just, someone like that. Who, yeah, who yeah. Will, will button push. I mean, there is weird. I mean, it is. Uh, I don't know. It Not is a lot of strain, like the, 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 the sex stuff, which is. You know, I mean, it's but it's like compared to like porn, it's like You're right. it's nothing. Yeah, uh, but it's but it wasn't but it's, even it's, it's, that. It's, I, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. think the shocking thing is how many best of lists it's on. It, oh well, my it's, god, it's on so many. But I, I think it's almost like Emperor's New Clothes for me sometimes. Of like, I'm gonna say I don't get this, I, you know. But like maybe people are afraid to say they don't get it. I don't know. That's well, always that kind if, of thing. Uh, I, like I it, think I think you you're know, on. To, I think you're absolutely onto something. Like, well, if you listen, some to, people like. Say it's great. I, I I guess people could like it if you're really into like surrealism and Cronenberg, and it's getting compared. Like one critic compared Crash. it to like some of Takashi Miike's stuff, which I nope think that's way more extreme and crazy. Some of it makes no sense. This one just it just didn't yeah. do it for me. And with yeah. all the hype it got and this award, I was yeah. just like. Truthfully, it's nope. not half as weird as uh, Happiness of the Katakuris. <laughs> no, is, or most of the Mika's right, right. musical. Right, <laughs> right. Like, okay. You know, no. I think I think where I would give credit to, I mean, it's a visually stunning looking movie. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, and 
and the actors are committed, but I, but it is it it you're right. It makes little to no sense. I mean, yeah. I don't that, want to take away right. that she's the second woman to win this prize after Jane yeah. Campion went for yeah. the piano. Yeah. But um, so it's not that. It's just I, I can't believe this was the uh, uh, that this it was the film. Also, may have been the competition. Who knows? Right? Um, Maybe. But, but I, yeah. The, uh, the other, you know, it's it is raw a, was much better. Yeah, yeah, a fundamentally a much more sound, cohesive movie. Yeah, but if you listen to Ducarneau talk, you realize she is up. She's in her own head. Yeah. She's, mm-hmm. she is. She is an auteur. She is like in the Kubrick school of I'm a I'm an artiste. I am, you know, and and it's like good on her to do that kind of stuff and she, and and produce weird stuff. That's great. But you know, it's yeah. This uh, just this didn't land it, it, for me. Yeah. All right, Eric. What do you got? All right. Um, so mine is a much simpler movie, um, but it was also a fairly. This one was a movie with a lot of expectation. This is Spiral from the Book of Saw, <laughs> directed by Darren Lynn Bossman. On my best of list. Yes. Is, he is. That's um, a split decision. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, I I respect and really like Darren Lynn Bossman. He he was my first. I thought you were going to say you respect and really like Liz. I, that's what I thought. No, I'm, I'm not going to go that far. That's 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 a that's a bit of a push. Um, but but you know I you know uh, Bausman was the first um, director to agree to that's speak right. with us. That's right. On uh, on the podcast, and he was very generous with his time. I think um, you know I think the that he's got a very interesting body of work. I think that he has he has an idea of what he wants to do. Chris Rock, I applaud him getting into the horror business. I think that he was that, that, that I, I want him to succeed. So I haven't this. I haven't seen this. So what was what was I really like it. What was what was your what was cliche? Okay, I was going to say what was your cliche? Cliche. Yeah. This is. Um, I already know why Liz liked it because we I, talked I, about I, that on the I best, also think best that, stuff. I I also don't think that they you know if, if it's like okay so you were really going to do I thought it's like it's going to be a fresh take on the way you think about Saw. It's like no, it's. I saw a movie with different cast members. Right. Um, it's like, so if you're going to do that, give me more tricks and traps and more stuff. I mean, it, right. the, opening, the opening kill is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then it, 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 there's like, you get, you get these tropes. You get the new rookie getting broken in. You get the father-son detective-in-chief relationship. You get the one good cop cliche along with all the resentments of the fellow cops. Yep. And more than but anything I love else, a cop movie. Yeah. <laughs> and more than you know, and the thing that I found to be most frustrating is the desire by to try and keep and obfuscate who who the killer is, right? And get tricky with it. Though Amy, who was sitting with me, she picked, she had it pegged within twenty minutes. I'm like, no way, no, that doesn't make any sense. And she goes, no, this is what it's going to be. And she was right. And it's like, it still doesn't make any sense. But okay, I'm just like, all right, all right, yeah. all right. So that was the uh, so uh, I I wanted. I wanted if it's going to be I saw I wanted more saw. Be, um, right. Yeah, agreed. And I do yep. think I do think Chris Rock has a future in horror movies if he wants to stay in it. Yeah. I think he's got he's got stage charisma. It I'd like him to loosen up and be more his bring some of his comedy to right. it. Mm-hmm. He was he was a he was a dour Chris Rock in this and I was like you don't have to be you know, I get it. And 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 he's a and the other thing is he's a bigger dude than I thought, but yeah, I I think uh next time you know, give it another shot. It's not, it wasn't awful. It was just disappointing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next on my list is the remake or reimagining of the 1982 film Slumber Party Massacre, mm. which I was really excited mm. for. This, of course, is a sci fi production and it is garbage. I think I gave it one <laughs> and a half stars. I might even give it one star. Um, you know, it's like, it's not entirely clear who was pulling for, like, who within. You know, Hollywood was pulling for the the return of the creepy driller killer Russ Thorne, which is you know he's an okay uh, killer. He's yeah, but, uh, but five bucks to anybody who'd be able to say if you if you say who's the killer from Slumber Party Massacre, Russ Thorne. Yeah, yeah uh, but you know it's it that's the thing that's so crazy about it. It's like why why even remake this if you're if you're not going to bring right. anything new to the table or do something interesting with it. Why remake it? Because you know, obviously, there was three slumber party massacres from, Mm -hmm. you know, eighty two and eighty seven and nineteen ninety, and they got progressively worse and worse as time went on. The first one is still really an incredible, you know, trope setting and genre defining, defining film. I think uh, at the end of the day, but this one was just absolutely terrible. And I would encourage anybody 
if you are interested or titillated, which you should be titillated by Slumber Party Massacre, uh, I would just encourage you to go back and watch the 82 version because there's so yeah. many great versions of it or uh, copies, prints mm-hmm. of it now right. available that you can see a really great copy of it. Ironically, the original one was... was gonna, a, oh. Oh, oh, go ahead, Liz. I was going to say, was this just an exercise in, like, let's get some hot young chicks naked on the movies? Did they do no, that? No, well, that's... You said that's sci-fi, the, so it had to be, like, TV, so they couldn't even do that. Yeah, which, yeah, that was the other thing. There was there was absolutely no nudity. There was barely huh. any foul language, and there wasn't a lot of gore, per se, because it was... Huh. Yeah, it was did, all did it was on the sci-fi drill, at least? They had, they had the power drill, which, he, you know, is kind of somewhat inexplicable why he would still be, yeah. you know, dr- lugging, right. around, lugging around this huge <laughs> auger... Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, like, after you know, those all these years. are not, I mean, those, are things, those things have an electric cord to them. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it's like, hey, you want to stop and unplug the drill? Yeah. Mm. Not not a great film. Uh, if, actually, if you want to have more fun is watch Slumber Party Massacre 2, where the where the drill is shaped like a B.C. Rich guitar. Well, I will say, and, the, and in, in my review, I said at least check out the hysterical 1987 uh, heavy metal-inspired middle film in the series, the aptly named mm-hmm. uh, Slumber Party Massacre 2. Um, the one good thing the 2021 reboot does is it resurrects the wild and garish guitar from the 1980s, and that ain't nothing. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. All, all right. Liz, what do you got next? Okay, I have the Netflix miniseries by Mike Flanagan, Midnight Mass. So Flanagan is on again, off again. It's like every other one we like. This one's off. Uh, (laughs) Man, it was just like a seven-hour-long soap opera that I'm spoiling it. It ends up being freaking vampires. I was like, no, like vampires. I was so angry. I was so bad about this that that is why it is my number three. It is... Midnight Mass on Netflix. Great performances. It looks fantastic. The Hamish Linklater, who plays the um, the priest, Father Paul Hill, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But Jesus Christ, was this thing long <laughs> and just, oh, I was is so it, mad. It was one of those was ones that you, you feel like I just wasted a lot of time. Yeah, seven hours. <laughs> yeah, as, as, soon, from, as, from, as soon as you, like Liz, several months ago after you had finished watching it, and you said, Jesus Christ, vampires. I was like, nope. Staying away. As we all know, Mike is not a vampire guy. So, uh, yeah. so mad. But I, fi- I, I did not turn this one off, and I thought yeah. about it. For a woman like, who actually bails fairly quickly on things, the fact that you gutted yeah. through seven hours, and then you then you got yeah. and then they landed that softball longer. on you, and you was like, oh, that's too longer. bad. <laughs> yep. So we'll talk about his next offering in a later podcast. Back on. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's like Star Trek where it's, have we determined whether the pattern is one on, one off, one on, one off? Yeah, I know. Huh? It sure feels like Well, it. I think the one he did before this was Bly Manor, and I didn't like that. I don't Uh-oh. think yeah. he had he's, a movie he, in between. Two, he's did. two off, one on. He might have been, because yeah. Because the, if the... The uh, the Shining remake uh, or the Shining the Shining Doctor sequel. Sleep. Doctor oh, Sleep. that might have been in between. I liked yeah. that. Yeah. So okay, I did too. Back on yeah, I, I thought Doctor yeah. Sleep was pretty solid. Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. I did yeah, too. Yeah. 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 All, right. All right, Eric, what do you got next? Eric. So I I won't have to talk about this one too long because this one is a return mention because we had a another worst of moment uh, back. We talked. We're talking about the festival circuit. Oh yes, we did do uh, the, so this the is, worst of the festival circuit. This is circuit. Uh, popcorn frights. Sorry, popcorn frights. We Aww. love you. Um, we do. But this is blood conscious. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I turned uh, it oh, off. God, it's just <laughs> this one. It's it is a uh, it's a cabin in the woods thing. It's it, it has imbi- You know they they say it it was supposed to be a mashup of the thing and and Evil Dead and it's like it is it is neither, neither. by a long yeah. shot or it's like and and Get Out right so it's like they're just throwing like. They 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 they're they're they're, sw- they're they're trying to go for all these brass rings and they don't they don't even try. I mean, there's no <laughs> there's no there's no monsters. There's no there's just like a lot of kind of noises in the dark and people getting scared and 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 the acting is kind of rough and it's just yeah. it's and it's it's dull. It was just like come on. It's like this is you you if you don't have the budget to do it right because it's you don't need to show the monster right right. But right, this right, one right. like tried to make it seem like there might be doppelgangers or there might be something and it just nothing ever happened and i was like ah 
It was just yeah, and so 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 lame. And I actually, but the fact is, I I did gut through the whole movie, right? Uh, figuring that maybe maybe I'll get a monster reveal at the end that'll make it worth it. Nope, nothing happened. All right. Speaking of popcorn frights films that swing for the fence and strike <laughs> out, uh, this is a film directed by uh, David Liz and Manuel. Uh, uh, Delgadillo. Um, this is the welder. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I turned this off too. Yeah. This was, uh, <laughs> a, a young couple travels to the Everglades, uh, to, uh, to a very, very peculiar Airbnb, uh, what's seemingly a pastoral paradise, uh, quickly transforms into something dark and sinister. Uh, they, you know, just like you were describing with Blood Conscious, they they really like they they were way out of their league. They were way out of their element. There there's a, there there is, however, a story here, and I think it's an interesting one because the whole story, the welding, involves basically like uh, welding different pieces and parts of different races together. Uh, and so there's there's a mm. this sort of this undertone mm. of sort of like Frankenstein-y kind of it's like Frankenstein uh, sort of through the prism of racial equity, which is I think kind of interesting, interesting. And, mm. and I think done in the right hands could be a really cool story. This just not was you not what, it. You know what would probably work better? What's it? The manster. The mans exactly. <laughs> the, the thing with two heads. Come on, yeah. Um, Oh, that's right. The thing with two heads. The the, man, yeah. The man, the man. The, which which one is the one with Rosie Greer? Yeah, that's and, that's the thing with two thing heads. Thing with two heads. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the welder, I think there's definitely something there. I would encourage David Liz to keep at it because, uh, I, I, you know, it's an interesting story. I just don't think this was. I just don't think they had enough budget. I don't think they had the right actors. I don't think they had you know everything they needed at their, their disposal to properly execute the welder. All right, Liz, what do you got next? Okay, number two is one that I feel like I'm probably one of the two people who saw it. Uh, <laughs> it is Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. Oh, oh no! no. Um, oh, I saw it. I saw and seen it. It has a great poster. So this is uh, like the poster's this year's awesome. uh, Pale Door, I yeah, guess. Yeah. You know, like the, the poster's <laughs> awesome. Right, right. <laughs> um, so this went straight to Paramount Plus. Right. Um, it is a. <laughs> Standalone sequel. Uh, I read that after I saw the movie. So, because I was like trying to connect it to the originals, uh, Paranormal Activity. So, it has really nothing to do with Paranormal Activity except it's called Paranormal Activity. Yeah, I heard about um, that. <laughs> and this is a, about a girl who was like given up for adoption. She goes to one of those 23andMe sites, finds out she has this like Amish relative. And he's on his rumspringa, and so she meets up with him, and she's going to make a documentary about her past. So they go, her and her boyfriend, the cameraman, and this crazy sound guy that they hire named Dale, who is the only good thing in this movie, go out to this Amish uh, farm to, you know, discover the secrets of her past. Um, the only good thing is, like, trying to get the found footage to look good. Uh -huh. they use it looks better because they're not running around with a shaky cam everything they have drones and they can do cool overhead shots so i thought that was a nice way to make it look better than most shaky cam right. but you know it turns out they're not amish they're worshiping something else oh, and it's a yeah, demon and yeah. you know oh, chaos yeah. ensues it's mm. not good Stop. not good well, you know and the power of paranormal yeah. activities was the stationary camera yeah right right Right. Now they're right. pushing pushing the poor Amish but. around who can't even defend themselves. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, if you, if, for those of you who want to see uh, uh, Amish who are actually cultists, go see uh, Deadly Blessing instead. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No kidding. Well, and I think the only reason this is produced by Jason Blum and Oren Pelly, and Oren Pelly is, you know, the original yeah. Paranormal yeah. Activity creator. Yeah. I guess they might, you know, probably just paid for that. Money, like paid money to get that in front of next of kin. You know, I don't know. Has nothing to do with any of them. Skip yeah. it. Boo. Skip it. Yep. All right, Eric. Which notes next on your list? Well, this we're one getting is, we're getting worse and worse. Yeah, and so this worse and worse. this one is uh, this one's a fun one. Okay. Uh, what? Is, it's, it's supposed uh, to be bad. <laughs> well, uh, Halloween Kills. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's not that Directed bad. By David Gordon Green. Come on. Um, okay, let me. Rephrase, let me put I this know, to we, you. This is, this is most disappointing. 
right? Yeah, okay. it's very so, I, yeah. I, I, would, I could, I, I could, and, 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 I, I could go with that. Okay, so movies like this have a great responsibility to the horror movie industry. Ooh. Uh, in 2018, I think they got it right. I think you correct what the franchise had done wrong with the ridiculous sequels. The lack of character development, the idea that Michael was this forever creature, and the 2018 reboot had largely fixed that. Right. Halloween Kills falls back on old bad habits. Idiot mm-hmm. characters doing idiot things. A meandering plot that establishes nothing. A 75-year-old escaped convict that destroys half the town's citizenry after being repeatedly <laughs> shot and beaten. The same group getting roused into frenzy for evil dies tonight while chasing someone who is so obviously not Michael Myers. And then it gets easily dismissed once they go, oh, that guy. No, that's not him. It's like, what the (laughs) fuck? Um, You get a flashback of a character, Officer Hawkins, who does nothing for the whole movie other than reestablish what we already know about Michael Myers' past. Useless information dump, and Will Patton, like Jamie Lee Curtis, is sidelined for the whole movie. I thought he was actually left for dead in the last film, and it really doesn't matter, unless they bring him (laughs) back for the third movie. And also, no Laurie Strode. Let me ask you this. Wouldn't you have been more frustrated after everything that Laurie Strode went through in 2018 had they like given her some like supernatural powers where she just bounced off, you know after having been stabbed I, I think and she what, bounced off the hospital gurney and no no what you what you needed to do if you're not going to go back to back yeah you needed to put you needed to you, you can't oh, do the provide some space provide some time okay yeah okay it just it, well I think I just, think that I think the next one does I think it's three years sure. later. Uh, you know, Isn't that right? This is going to be like, you know, you know how a lot of people will look at the Star Wars franchise and they'll, they'll go, I really didn't like this portion of Star Wars, so it's not going to be included in my memory bank. This is the Jar Jar Binks of Star Wars. This is, of, yeah, this of, is, of that's right. This is, this is, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to erase this chunk from my memory. And, and, you know, I think that after, you know, advertising um, with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis going, it's like, it's like, I, I've got to deal with Jason. He's gonna. It's like he's 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 got. He's, we've got to kill him and 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 all this. And she does and and she does nothing. And she, and she shouldn't because right. she's just been she's been gutted, and she's gone through major abdominal surgery. Although she ends up walking around uh, the the hospital later on. I mean, you, there's there's the suspension. I know that you you've told me you got to suspend some disbelief. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, do. The, yes. The, the, there's the, the, it's like okay, swallow that horse pill. Yes. But the pill that I can't swallow is they're pitching Jamie Lee Curtis, and you get five minutes of her. Right. Yeah. And right, then, right, right. and then, you know, this is not, you know, if I if I'm gonna say, this is Halloween Kill, starring Anthony and Michael Hall, Judy Greer, Andy Matichek, and then you at the very end you'll say, and a cameo by Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. It's right. Like, right, that's right, not, right. Right. That's not what they were pitching. And, and for a further breakdown of our discussion yeah. about Halloween Kills, truck yeah. on over to the Scariest Things yeah. podcast. Yeah. podcast site, yeah. thescariestthings.com, yeah. one T, and listen to... Our debate. Our debate, Yep. where, where we talked uh, about... Uh, what was the what was the title was the, of that episode? Um, Hor- horror the, uh, Potluck, The Return of the Horror Potluck. Potluck, yeah. Potluck, Potluck, Potluck. Director's Cut. Potluck yeah. Director's Cut, yeah. yes. And, and I, will, I, I will state again, yes. the movie production is not... The production value is not awful. The kills are rather spectacular. No, kills are great. And there are a lot of them, but they're largely... 29. Yeah, twenty nine in total. A I lot think. of them, and but most of them are just stupid people doing stupid shit and getting and getting their come up and support. And I think a lot of people want that. Yeah, okay. I, think yeah. I think, and that and that's like you're, if that's what you you're sitting across the table for one. Yeah, from one. Right. And my my answer my answer to all those, you know, at the end end of the things like cut his fucking fingers off already. You know, it's like and it's like make him fight with just stumps for hands and make it. You know, it's like okay, he come back from the dead. He got no fingers. Right. But you know that 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 that. I, as Mike will, okay, will will say, don't pick on Michael. Don't pick on Michael. <laughs> he's already had a, he's it. already had a hard life. That's right. He's All a seventy five year old it. man. Come on. All right. Number uh, two on my list is the history of metal and horror. Also <laughs> brought to us by oh, Popcorn yeah, Frights. Bummer. This is directed by Mike Schiff, and I have no idea how in the hell this guy had access to so many incredible people. Including Michael Berryman, Alice Cooper, Rob Zombie, Dave Mustaine, Kirk Hammett, Corey Taylor, Jonathan Davis, Marky Ramone, uh, Doyle Wolfgang, Von Frankenstein from The Misfits, Phil Anselmo, Gwar, Scott Ian from Anthrax, Charlie Benetante from Anthrax, John Five. He had access to all these people. And this is, he, this he, is he, Hit Parader magazine it is in hip, a movie. Yeah, right. and he managed to screw it up. And <laughs> it is it is such a dumb, boring film. I'm shocked. And I'm going to sum up the whole film. And I can't even remember who was talking to who, but at one point in the film, some 
random metalhead wanders onto the onto the screen and says, "Hey, you remember like when you first saw The Exorcist? Yeah, that was really scary, right? Oh yeah, that's a scary movie. That is literally that's about how that how how, how deep a dive." This film uh, takes. See, that's kind in, of what we do, right? In, dis- is that, is in dissecting, <laughs> in dissecting the the convergence of heavy metal and horror. And I would encourage you, if you are interested in heavy metal and horror, go listen to our podcast uh, yeah. episode where we we really broke it apart. And I think we brought a lot more interesting in the you know fifty some odd minutes that we spent. Uh, talking about heavy metal and horror than this film did in an hour and 20 minutes. So stay, Man, I'm bummed. Yeah, stay away from the history of metal and horror. Um, you know, if I win the Powerball, definitely be remaking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, but the, the thing is that you're going to have to convince these guys to actually be more insightful. I mean, it's like, I mean, yeah. how, I mean, do you think that they have more insight other than just to say, I like horror movies? I mean, just do one, you, you redo it by just having Kirk Hammett. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think a documentary. Well, frankly, I think a documentary solely about Carcamet would actually be pretty fascinating, and his his interest in in horror. I think, it, and I think that would ultimately be more insightful than and just show his collection. Listen, He's got yeah, the, just listening that. to random people talk about their you know yeah. ruminations on The Exorcist. Yeah, because he he loves it so much that he wants to own it all. Right, and he, he almost does. Largely does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Liz, what is number top, one? Okay. What is the worst, the number worst one film of the worst year? Mo- film of the year is Neil Blomkamp's Demonic. <laughs> yeah. uh, I gave this one and a half stars, and I was excited for this film because District 9 for, is a classic, and it's so yep. good. Yep. And every single film he has made has gotten progressively worse, and this one is so bad He's that in my review, out. I said... This film will probably be making an appearance in the next Thingy Awards for the Depends category. <laughs> because it is a shit show. Um, God, it's so bad. It's so disappointing. I even did the trailer alert when that came out because I was like, oh my God, this looks awesome. Yep. Nope. Yep. Uh, I spoil it in my review. You can read that. You can read about the group of ex- exorcist priests masquerading as scientists who go in on a black ops mission to <laughs> exercise a demon for real. Good um, stuff. It, and it, the acting is terrible. The dialogue is terrible. I cannot believe. You know what's unforgivable this about this? God even made. It's so bad. You know, I, I've, I, I've stayed away clear from this movie because, again, yeah, you know, we're, we're not professionals. I'm not obligated to watch bad movies. No. Uh, but... You know, I, I did but see some. If you, if you I, contribute to our Patreon account, we'll, we'll, you, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll do yeah. it. We'll do it. Eric will watch a bad movie. You name um, the movie, he'll yeah. watch it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but I, I, I was, I saw some YouTube snippets of uh, of that, and the um, the special effects are awful. Yeah, they're I mean, awful. It's like the he's, this is his, awful. This is his thing. The dialogue's awful. Right. It's I mean, it, so bad. If he's going to deliver on anything, he's got to deliver on the special effects because that's his background. Right. Right. Yeah, right, right, they're right. really bad. And and I was like, well, you know, okay, if this is what happens when you're in a pandemic, don't do it. Don't don't make well, a Well, I mean, Ben Wheatley made In the Earth in 15 days during the pandemic, and that's a great yeah. film. And then this, mm, no. Or, 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 I, I think that District 9 was just a fluke that... You know, he doesn't really have well, anything this else is, to offer. This is the question as to whether he can pull an M. Night Shyamalan and and recover some of his respect somewhere along the I don't the know line. if anybody's gonna give him the chance. I don't know. It's just like if it's that bad. I mean, because although I thought that I thought I thought the Shamhammer was 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 dead and buried after <laughs> um what was the last airbender? You know, it's like yeah. how oh, do you yeah, how, yeah. how do you come back from that mess? Right, right, and, right. And he continued to do additional bad movies after that until he came back strong with the visit. Right, but did you see old this the the one that came out this I summer? Um, I was gonna I I intend to see old, and I was partly I was gonna see old to see if it would make either my best or my worst list because it has the potential for either. I yeah, it's 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 a real mixed bag in terms of uh, the reviews. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. I I, sta- I stayed away from it uh, purely based on the, uh, the the Mike Flanagan dichotomy or the M Night Shyamalan on, on, dichotomy right. on yeah. again off again. It, this one should be off. Yeah. 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 Well, because because what uh, the the Shyamalan has had uh, he did he did the visit and then he did um uh the 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 split. Yeah, uh, which yeah. both both good movies. Right, 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 right. And then and then his and then his follow up to Split, which was not uh, not, not that great. good. Uh, wasn't awful. It wasn't as bad as like the Last Airbender. But oh, the superhero thing. 
Yeah, where yeah. he mixed, and it was yeah, like it was kind of it wasn't yeah. good. It was kind of like a it was a medio a thoroughly me- mediocre movie. Right. So, right. anyways, yeah. all right, Eric, what is the worst film of the year? Okay, it's well, not Halloween Kills, and that yeah, brings and then, that <laughs> brings joy <laughs> to me. <laughs> so again, because there were redeeming qualities to Halloween, even though yes. it it was very disappointing. Um, I am I, and. I'm going to the HP Lovecraft Film Festival. Oh. And and Gwen and Brian, I'm so sorry, but you've got to you got to vet some of these movies out a little bit better. <laughs> HP Lovecraft's Witch House was so bad. Um, oh, Witch House. Directed by Bobby Easley, uh starring Oh, well, I'm not going to belabor the are the poor actors yeah. in this thing. Yes. You don't want to pick on them. Um, <laughs> but this was a hot boring mess. It's it's actually it's based on the story The Dreams of the Witch House. Uh, b- mm-hmm. brought to contemporary times, and it also stands as an example of how difficult it is to try and convert an H.P. Lovecraft short story into a full-length feature film, particularly if you don't have a budget. Right. And so much right. of Lovecraftian horror is the narrative exposition, and that is so completely lost here. The dialogue and the script was just abysmally bad. Oh. Uh, and and there's and 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 in years past, when you do kind of pull this kind of stunt, you'd have Stuart Gordon. And you get a big sloppy tentacle monster right. as entertainment, and then you at least get that entertainment value. You don't get right. either of these things here. Uh, I fell asleep in the second act. I woke yeah. up a little later, and it was like that's <laughs> like that's bad. Um, you know, the 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 lead actress was is pretty in kind of this dark and mysterious way, but there's there's like this throwaway cringy lesbian thing, which I thought it's like, are you just doing that just to be edgy? Because it doesn't work. They don't have any chemistry. There's the, the the there's supposed to be this this 3D portal geometry that taps into other worlds and essentially it's a door with a bunch of back light, like bright lights shining through it. <laughs> uh, it it's this it, is very much an independent film, but it felt like amateur hour. Yeah. Um, this is this is like mm-hmm. one and a half stars for me. Um, and and I think the but I think one of the problems and, and what I would say to Gwen and Brian is that. You, they they sort of are on the obligation to take to take any feature film that actually has Lovecraft in it. Sure. And well, also in a year where people have been through the pandemic, yeah. how much how many What's people available? are able to even make Lovecraft films? Yeah. Right. And so so that's like all right, you know, cut. I have to cut. I'm going to cut the festival some slack because they've done so much good. And right. I will also say that they had an absolutely astounding roster of short films. And if you want to see how you do a Lovecraft film on a low budget, right? You go to the H.P. Lovecraft Film Society, who did uh, both The Call of Cthulhu and The Whisperer in Darkness, which were probably done for under a million dollars each, and they were wonderful. Okay, so mm-hmm. you can do All right. it. All right. So the really worst film of the year was a big budget Netflix film called Things Heard and Seen. Directed by Sherry oh, Springer Berman and Robert Pulcini, and this got hyped up big time. On yeah, Netflix. I wanted to see it. It got it got big big it. hype. So my question was: Do horror movies have to be scary? Answer: uh, It makes horror movies a hell of a lot better if they are scary. <laughs> yeah. This was completely <laughs> devoid of scares. It was so boring. At the end of the day, you were left with two super unlikable characters, an unnecessary 1980s setting. Which they they it was like other than you know somebody had a right. you know vintage 1981 Volvo lying around there was yeah. no reason to set this in the 1980s, a story that meanders around in a way too obvious like this good evil headspace, mm. uh, and no scares literally no scares and I was just like how are you building this as a a how are you building this as a horror film and b if you're gonna do a horror film you gotta have some scares this was just total garbage. Um, there was no dread. There was no frights in a two plus hour runtime. Oh. It was also like really, really long. So you didn't, you didn't, mm. you didn't do the, you didn't do the pull the plug Liz trick. I didn't. I was like, I was curious because I kept thinking, okay, well, it's gonna get good the, here at some point. There is kind of an interesting story, um, and you know, there's you know Amanda uh, Seyfried and uh, James, yeah, I like James, her. James Norton. Uh, you know, who's uh, capable a, actors, an up and comer. There, there's just nothing likable about this film. I thought it was just complete garbage. And is, I'm, is, I'm, a, is a one star. I give I, it. I gave it one star. Yep. I know that you gave uh, I the gave history of metal like one and a half. Yeah, and I think I gave. Oh. Uh, I think I think I actually gave Slumber Party Massacre the remake more than I gave uh, 
things heard and seen. Wow. Oh, wow. Stink. Oh. Stay away from things heard and seen. I mean, I keep, I mean, I will say, uh, kudos to Netflix for keep continuing to market to me because I keep swallowing what they're <laughs> giving me year in, year out. I keep going back to the well, and and Netflix has, frankly, yet— yep. His house was the one exception. Yeah, his Is house it? really was the one exception. They have really yeah. yet to get on track with yeah. any sort of real horror uh, canon. Yeah, I don't think that they— I, I, they know how to, unlike AMC, who runs Shutter. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think what AMC does is they actually go out to the film festivals and they right. they snag those and they say, okay, right. yeah, right. they, right. they buy Shutter. stuff. Yeah, they, they yeah. yeah, as opposed to I think Netflix actually hires directors to go produce you know stuff before before it hits production. And it's like ah, they don't get it. Right. They don't. They don't. They they uh, they're better at series than they are at original films. They've sort of demonstrated that over and over again for the most part. Yeah. Um, all right, so before we get out of here, Liz, let's uh, tell us tell us what the five worst films of the year were. Okay, Malignant, mm-hmm. Titan, Midnight Mass, the series from Netflix, Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin, and my worst of the year was Neil Blomkamp's Demonic. Mm-hmm. All right, so crappy. My, my bottom five, uh, from least offensive to biggest offender, <laughs> uh, uh, Zombie Infection, Bellabound, Hit Up. Uh, a Malaysian film that you probably won't ever get a chance to see, uh, followed by a one that you definitely can see, but you, mm, spiral from the book of Saw. Uh, my number three is blood, <laughs> is Blood Conscious, uh, which is uh, you can it's on Shutter. I don't yeah. recommend that you go get it, but uh, don't get tricked into that one. Um, number two, you probably either have seen or are won't see, but this is Halloween Kills. Um, the the great debate from 2021, and then um, lastly, uh, the unfortunate H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's Witch House, which um, needs needs to be dressed up quite a bit before it actually makes any semblance of a movie. All right, on my list was Army of the Dre- Dead, directed by Zack Snyder, uh, The Welder, uh, directed by David Liz, uh, The History of Metal and Horror, directed by Mike Schiff. Slumber Party Massacre, directed by I can't even tell you who it was directed by. Uh, that's how bad it was. And Things Heard and Seen, directed by Sherry Springer Berman and Robert Pulcini. Don't see any of these movies. That's right. Don't. Yeah, if you start supporting these movies, you're just perpetuating bad habits. Except for Spiral, because that was on my list and Halloween was on Mike's best of list. Yes, so. and go see Halloween Kills. Because <laughs> it's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we will warm things back up again with our next podcast when we actually look forward to 2022 yeah. and start, yes. stop yes. thinking about the, the detritus that was from 2021 <laughs> and look at the bright and shiny objects that are hopefully going to deliver us some good stuff. Come on, 2022, you can yeah, do it. Yeah, We're pulling it. for you. Don't end up on our worst list. <laughs>